Welcome to Sex Ed with DB. I'm your host, DB. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the podcast. If you love and support the work that we do, head to www.sexedwithdb.com and buy some of our hot new merch. Follow us on Instagram at sexedwithdbpodcast. And if you want to advertise with us, shoot us an email at sexedwithdb at gmail.com. Next up on the podcast today is Eva Sweeney. Eva is a 37-year-old genderqueer disabled female who works primarily as a sex educator and freelance writer. She has been doing sex and disability workshops for over 15 years and started doing this work because she found a huge lack of good sex positive information for people with disabilities. Eva wrote the book Queers on Wheels and has traveled the country giving workshops about sex and disability. She continues to give workshops online and in person through Cripping Up Sex with Eva. Let's give a warm welcome to Eva. Smilemakers is a femtech brand on a mission to bring female sexuality out in the open. Created in 2013, their idea was to put vibrators on the shelves of our favorite retailers. After all, sex is a normal part of life, and we should be able to shop for it in our usual stores, right? Smilemakers vibrators are colorful and cute. They have been designed for the female pleasure anatomy by working with the latest research on the topic. Smilemakers also give you lots of tips from sexologists for more pleasure. Check them out at www.smilemakerscollection.com and redeem a free bottle of their generous gel lubricant with any purchase above 50 USD with my special coupon, SexEdDB. Clonawilly and Clonapussy kits allow you to make the most personalized sex toys on the planet. Clonawilly is the original DIY dildo kit and Clona Pussy is the original DIY pocket pussy. They're fun to make, sex positive, and completely body safe. Use promo code SEXED20 for 20% off your purchase at www.clonawilly.com. Follow them on IG, at clonawillykit. Hello, Eva and Cameron. Welcome to the podcast. How's it going? I'm uh, going good. How are you doing? Things are great. You know, just trying to make it through the day as everyone else is. Just like, taking it taking it day by day, but really, really excited to have you on. Um, I would love for Cameron, you to just kind of start off by introducing yourself and kind of just chatting a little bit about how this interview is going to work before we uh, get started. Yeah, totally. Um, so my name is Cameron. I am Eva Sweeney's personal assistant. I help her with everything in her daily life. And part of that is just like helping her communicate because she's nonverbal. Um, and she communicates using a letter board and a laser pointer. Um, so if you hear me spelling during that, that's just because I'm, I'm in real time spelling what Eva is pointing to on her board. And for the sake of not spelling everything out, which will take a while, uh, I have some pre-written answers that Eva gave me um, to read from during this interview. Perfect. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Um, awesome. So we're just going to ask by first having uh, Eva tell us 
uh, your name, pronouns, how you identify, and about your disability. Um, well, hello. My name is Eva. Uh, I'm a 37-year-old sex educator. I use she, her pronouns. I have cerebral palsy, which for me means I use a wheelchair and I'm nonverbal. And spell out the things I like to say on a letter board. Amazing. Thank you so much. Um, all right, so let's back up a little bit. I know that you have a sex education platform called Cripping Up Sex with Eva. Fantastic name also. Really love it. Really love your whole vibe with the logo. The magic wand is my personal favorite. Um, amazing. So I would love to know what, what led you to start your education platform, Cripping Up Sex with Eva? Yeah. Well, uh, thank you. And uh, when I was 19... I tried to find any info about sex and disability just for like my own personal use as like a teenager that just like wants to know how this stuff works. I called many, 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 many disability organizations and was either curtly told no or hung up on. Yeah, I think because sex gives us power and disability organizations want us to be very complicit and easy to take care of. Uh, so that's why they typically don't talk about it. So I decided to just create the information myself. After much trial and error, I wrote a handbook called Queers on Wheels. It basically covered everything from how to hire queer-friendly aides, how to talk to your partner about your disability, how to adapt sex, sex toys, how to adapt masturbation if you need assistance. Um, and just, you know, throughout this book or through this book, I developed workshops and traveled around the country and now I still do workshops, but I do them both online and in person. Mm. I also have two blogs, uh, a sex toy review blog where I talk about accessibility of each toy and its design. And there's an anonymous question and answer blog where people submit questions about anything sex and disability related, and I answer them. I also have all my classes available online for purchase, where you get a video of the class, a handout, and a transcript. And basically, all of this covers under the umbrella of, you know, the Cripping Up Sex with Eva platform. Yeah. Incredible. That's really awesome. Congrats on all your success and all the things that you've been able to do thus far. And you're so right to like, like forge your own path. If no one's going to have that information, who better to create that than someone with that experience? Um, and so thank you for, for creating that. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. So moving right along. So I want to know what was your sex ed like as a young person? So you kind of already said that you you didn't really receive this information when you were 19, but what about like when you were growing up? Like what was your kind of sex ed like in the classroom if you received any information about sex and people with disabilities? Oh, well, I definitely did not receive it. <laughs> um, Hard but no I, on that one. Yeah, but I was, you know, I did have sex ed and um, I was luckier because uh, my parents pushed for me to be in like mainstream or regular classes like at a very young age so I did get you know the average California sex education at that time and like okay so you grew up in California 
yes. Okay. Um, but yeah, basically, you know, it still didn't talk about pleasure. It didn't talk about how people with disabilities navigate sex and disability. And like, it was, you know, your average, not as informational as it should be sex education. The S P E C the special education uh, department did have, I kind of got my hands on their <laughs> curriculum though, even though I, I wasn't given it personally, I was curious. Uh, and it is W A way, W way worse. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Like it like censors, like, certain parts of the body completely omits the clitoris like the whole concept of it basically goes around just how to like don't get abused you know um and not even d like dating or like you know how your body works or like anything like mm. that you know it's not it's not good <laughs> totally totally so you wanted to create this platform to not only like get that information right but also to talk about pleasure and dating and like the good parts of like sex ed yeah exactly because like these these classes like the the typical sex education classes haven't really changed that much in the last 20 years if anything some areas are getting worse um for e v for everyone you know so like just across the board sex education needs a revamp and needs to talk about more things like this for intersectional sex education. 100%. Absolutely. Okay. Um, okay. So actually even backing up a little bit, cause I want to know more about like from growing up. So were you born nonverbal? Was that something that you kind of like had to that skill in terms of how to communicate with folks? Did that kind of like come from years and years of practice or was it like, tell me, tell me about like the way in which you learn to, communicate best uh over the course of your of your lifespan i guess c cp cerebral palsy is a b i is a birth i n g is a birth injury from a lack of oxygen um so i have a always been nonverbal. I've always I've had the same basically uh, condition my whole life. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, you you took speech class. Wait, hang on. Sorry. That's okay. Um. Oh well, this is about. So I have a L always always used a L E a letter board. Um, well you develop, well, I developed the letter board system when I was 16, but I've always had to use alternate forms of communication basically. Um, gotcha. okay. Oh wait, I'm sorry. I'm mixing your story up. Okay. <laughs> so before my L A Z E before my laser, I used a letter board with my hands, um, for, from like two, two years old, basically. 
to uh, to now. <laughs> gotcha. I've used a letter board my whole life, uh, but I developed the system of using a laser pointer uh, attached to my hat in order to point at what I want because I have much better hand dexterity or head dexterity compared to hand dexterity. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. That's cool. Um, okay. Awesome. That's good to know. Thanks for sharing that. Um, all right. So next question we have, um, how does being nonverbal impact your dating life and your communication with loved ones? So we kind of already talked about like using the letter board, but it's a little different when you're going on a first or second date, you know, when people have certain maybe expectations of how a date's going to go. Um, maybe there are nerves on both ends. Like how, how is that, um, kind of intersect with, uh, you being nonverbal and, and dating? Oh yeah. Um, so even though I'm nonverbal, my communication system is actually super easy to learn. Anyone who is literate can pick it up in like two minutes, honestly. Um, that being said, I always disclose my disability in my online profiles. This is a very personal choice, but for me, it weeds out people who aren't cool, you know, with who I am in general. So it makes it a lot easier to find people that are more compatible anyways, to be upfront. I just put like two sentences in my bio explaining like what my disability is. Um, because you know, and because some people aren't familiar with people with disabilities, they might have questions, um, which is totally awesome. It just means they want to get to know me more. Um, but on first dates, I also bring an aide with me. Uh, obviously, I do explain to my date beforehand why there will be a third person on this date. <laughs> I want my date to get to know me and not learn how to help me, at least at first. So I think it's important for me to be straightforward, but to also bring the assistance that I need. Totally. Yeah. And Cameron, what has it been like for you on these dates of kind of just like being the intermediary of kind of, you know, being Eva's kind of voice or helping or, or things of that nature? Well, uh, we should talk about uh, the B, the F, O, R, the fourth thing. Okay. Yeah, I knew you were going to that uh, <laughs> you guys already have a date in mind that no that, that no that was um so eva's been dating her current partner for like four years oh, and okay. definitely been on like little dinner things but you know you guys are in an open relationship so i've also been on new dates too uh so but i, I will talk about the fork thing but like in general generally speaking um it's actually really fun and usually how like we'll do things is um, I'll, you know, I'll be there at the beginning. We'll all be chatting. They'll get used to like how the letter board is. And then like maybe at some point I might excuse myself a little bit. Sure, back it up. Yeah, I might go to the bathroom and take a little bit longer to come back, text on my phone or whatever. Yeah, and sometimes she'll use the, uh, sem or the colon symbol on her letter board uh it's like a as, code yeah it's like a cue to be like maybe step away for a little bit <laughs> it gives them a chance to kind of that person can like have more practice with the way you communicate but also you, they get a chance to have more of that like intimate time but uh with uh out have without having to help 
help me. Yeah, especially like, you know, it doesn't have to be the main focus. So it's learning how to help help you with your stuff. So so that makes it a lot easier. Um, but like in general, I've gone on a lot of different like dinner outings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, so it's fun. It's really fun to <laughs> do it. But there's this one time, uh, what the story Eva wants me to talk about is this one time we were at like a Greek restaurant with your partner and... <laughs> And I help Eva with everything from, like, drinking and eating and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uh, partner now knows how to help me with that stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys have been together for so long. Um, but, it, it, yeah, it was really funny this one time mm-hmm. where uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was in between Eva and her partner. And... Um, or, her partner wanted to offer Eva some, was it fish or something like that? Some kind of food, some kind of meat. And and I was just expecting them to put it on her plate and then I would feed it to her. But, she, but Z like reaches all the way across the table with her fork and puts it into Eva's mouth. Oh. It was so <laughs> That's so sweet. It was adorable, but it was so funny. <laughs> so it's I a lot of, like, learning. expecting it. Figuring yeah. it out. Yeah, totally. So, like, you, you can tell that, like, there does get to, like, a level of comfortableness with all of it. Exactly. So. Yeah. And how long have you been Eva's aide for? Um, three years. Okay, now. got it. So you all know kind of yeah, ins and well, outs of everything. You know, yeah exactly (laughs) awesome okay perfect that was a great story thank you um okay so next question we got is what kinds of misconceptions are there around sex and or dating um and people with disabilities i think like the the, like i don't know if eva if your answer has any of this but i am curious to hear your thoughts on this too but like and how does media like contribute to those misconceptions um or is there media out there that really does show um, accurate depictions of sex and people with disabilities? Okay, well, yes. The biggest misconception is that we don't want to have sex or that we shouldn't or can't or I don't know. Like, just all the, the whole negativity around disabled people and sex just don't go together. Um this is partially due to a lack of media representation. If people don't see people with disabilities like dating in the in TV, movies, books, etc., it really impacts uh, what they think about us and the way they perceive us. Mm-hmm. The other misconception is that people with disabilities should only date other people with disabilities. Mm. Obviously, if someone with a disability falls for another person with a disability, cool, awesome, wonderful. But that shouldn't be like a rule. That's very ableist if you're going to make a rule out of it, like stick to your own kind. Right. Yeah. um, We as people with disabilities can make awesome partners for anyone. So that's, you know... It's really important that the media shows that more. And there is definitely a big lack of proper representation but um the show speechless which i actually was a consult a consult on um 
is actually a really great example. It obviously it's a well, it's an ABC mm. like sitcom that ran for a few years. It's it's pretty recent. So um, they could mm. not like kind of go into the mm. whole like sex part of it, mm-hmm. but they had a, a teenage son who or who was like, I don't know, 17, 18. And so he's like in those, you know, prime teenage Mm. years where like, (gasps) you're a young boy. Super horny. You could just say it. You want to date. Sometimes (laughs) you're an asshole. (laughs) You you shouldn't. Like all that kind of, the whole, you know, the whole teenage experience. So what I really liked about that show is that they really listened when I I pushed to have the, the character JJ um, have that full experience of like I want him to date girls and you know I want him to you know be an asshole sometimes mm. and like you know have these fun misadventures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they show that a lot in the show and it was really cool. Um, also, S P E speechless. No, also S special is a more recent uh, TV show that came out on Netflix. And that one's, like, a little more adult. It's cool because both of these characters have cerebral palsy. um, Speechless and special. Um, But in special, it's an adult with cerebral palsy, and he's also gay. uh, And he's living in Los Angeles. And, you know, he's having sex. He's got a life. He's doing all these things. So it's just cool to have that representation alone, just, like, normalizing this kind of... this. Like, tons of people are out there like this. Exactly. Totally. Yeah, that's awesome. And congrats on being a consultant, like, for those shows. I just had an interview with um, three incredible folks who identify as intersex, and they were kind of talking about how they individually have kind of had these experiences being a consultant for other TV shows with intersex characters. And it just really got me thinking that, like, that should be the norm. It really should be common for people who have those experiences that, you know, producers and showrunners are trying to, you know, portray, like, that should be developed and should be contributed to by people with those experiences. Absolutely. Yeah, and that was actually one of the other awesome things about Speechless is because, like, from the beginning, like, I met with the creator before the show pilot, like, way before, like, we didn't, it was just a concept, basically. Mm -hmm that point and he when he met me like he immediately wanted to like add like there's a letter board with a laser pointer mm-hmm. in the kid that's how he communicates and they added an mm-hmm. aid character uh just mm-hmm. like me uh <laughs> wait or, that's so awesome is that because of meeting with you it's because he immediately mm-hmm. changed the script he was gonna have like a a high-tech like a C device, you know, like Stephen Hawking, and there was not going to be an aid character. Um, but he saw the dynamic, like that uh, dynamic, like the one that Eva and I have. Right. They they were like, that is that is something that you could put on a TV show. <laughs> yeah. oh, I love that. I'm so happy that that was captured. But also, it, like, it wasn't just me because they they consulted with so many people right. with disabilities. Um, they just brought me on as like a, a pretty like a script reader, you know. Mm-hmm. And even people, everyone on the staff too. All the writers had experience, and um, they wanted to get it right. Uh, no, they wanted a 
A C T an actor who A actually had cerebral palsy. So like yeah, they actually have like which is way more rare than it should be when like when it comes to disability representation, having the actor actually be disabled. Uh so mm -hmm. uh, most A actors uh who play people with disabilities do not have a disability, which really takes away from like having an authentic experience when you're telling this kind of story. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's sweet. That's really cool. Um, all right. We got a couple more questions here. Yes. Um, so the next one we have is, can you talk about your experience with disability and pleasure? Because I feel like the reason why we we're asking this question is because we really don't see you know, many sex toy companies out there who really do kind of offer people in their advertisements who have disabilities, you know, there's no kind of specific um, sex toys for folks with disabilities that are hitting mainstream, um, at least things that I'm seeing. But there are a few companies that are starting to do this. So I'm curious about your take on this. Yeah, I mean, well, that's why I started the sex toy blog, uh, and AC actually, uh, we, v, Vibe and Hot Octopus have taken things I've said in my reviews and taken them very seriously and even tried to make more accessible toy designs, which oh, is great. To see like an actual change happening mm. because just simply acknowledging that toy like that's all I'm doing I'm just acknowledging that some toys aren't always as accessible mm. as they should be or might be harder mm. for some people than other people totally yeah because I don't I don't talk about at least in my review do, my review blog I don't talk about how many orgasms mm. I got out of the toy mm. just, right. This ex who could this be accessible to? Who could it not be accessible to? What is the overall design like? How accessible is it for, you know, the more accessible it is to everyone, the better the toy is. Right. Yeah. And not one toy works for everybody, though. So that's why I started that blog. Um, but yeah, you're right. Not a lot of people, not a lot of companies really like to take that into consideration, which is really, uh, unfortunate, honestly. Um, but you know, as far as pleasure in general, uh, I'd like to tell you about how I learned how to masturbate. Please. Yeah. Um, I have no functional use of my hands, so I thought masturbation wasn't an option. And when I was 19, I had this really cool aide who was like, Eva, do you masturbate? And I would just kind of gave him this look like, how the hell would I do that? Like, <laughs> um, and he said, you know, there's vibrating underwear that you can get. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, like we could just put it on you and I'll leave the room. Um, and at first it just seemed too weird. And I was just like, no, I'm, no, I yeah. think and yeah, but like after a few days, I was like, okay, let's try it. Let's. So I ordered um, this my only pair of uh, zebra print zebra print vibrating underwear. Mm -hmm. um, and over the next, and yeah, so that that was like you know a little mm -hmm. bust for me personally, but it, it kind of started something because over the next few years, I started to refine my uh, technique for assisted masturbation through like experimenting and just trial and error. 
Um, and then, you know, like in general, when it comes to having like sex with a partner, um, I always have long talks outside of the bedroom, outside of that sexual environment. Mm-hmm. Um, we can just talk about my body and like what I like in bed, what I can do, what I can't do, what they're interested in, what we can do together, things like that. Um, and, you know, cause having that conversation goes both ways. Like I want them to know me, but I also want to know them so that we can both have an enjoyable experience. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. And how long would you say, like, did it take you to kind of really know how to do those things? Would you say it was kind of like a lot of trial and error? Like what, what was that experience like? Just the process? A... A lot of trial and error, that's definitely, that's for sure, you know, and it's evolved a lot over the years and taken different forms, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I am still, Al, still learning, honestly, Uh, learning to, oh, sorry, I'm still learning too, yeah, so, Mm -hmm. you know, it's an ever-changing evolution, because... You know, yeah, a lot of this, the information I teach is stuff I've had to just learn mm-hmm. through trial and error and talking to other people and just trying to put it together ourselves. Yeah. 100%. Um, and would you say that your favorite sex toy is the Magic Wand because it's your logo or what's your what's your favorite sex toy? For me, for me, I definitely love the Magic Wand. So that is why I favorite in my imagery. But, you know, in general, because a lot of people, I just want to say this because a lot of people are like, what is the one sex toy to rule them all as far as... It doesn't exist. It depends on the person. It doesn't matter if I'm talking about disability or otherwise. There's no sex toy that is going to work for everybody all the time. Mm -hmm. I do have to say, though, the magic wand is fucking phenomenal. (laughs) I just love it. It's so good. And I just feel like, I don't know if it's because of how strong it is or because of how, like, big the, like, you know, the head of it is. But, like, I've tried, you know, dozens of sex toys. And this is definitely my favorite one. Yeah, absolutely. It is definitely really popular for a good reason. <laughs> yes, we, we support you. We salute you. Um, okay, so next question we have is, what do you want young people with disabilities maybe who are listening or maybe you know there's a family member or a friend of someone with a disability who's listening what do you want them to know out of all of your years you know you you've been a sex educator for 18 years now is that right um and you know 18 years and counting so with all that knowledge and expertise what would you want young people with disabilities to know well I want them to know that there there is absolutely going to be people that like get you and would love to date you. It just might take more time for you to find them than your able-bodied friends, but they are out there. So don't lose hope on that. There are definitely people out there that would love to date you and be with you and can accept you for who you are. Oh, that's so wholesome and sweet. Yes. Um, <laughs> And yeah, that's that's so true. And I think that even for folks who for for folks who are able-bodied, it's it's just like kind of hard to find someone who you connect with on a real level. Um, yeah. And I'm curious, Eva, like your current partner now, was did you find each other online? Was that kind of like an easy like beginning match? Like what was that like? <laughs> um, yes, I, we've met each other on Tinder four years Sweet. ago. 
Yeah, uh, for a hookup, actually. It was not meant to be what it is today. <laughs> and it turned into that. Yeah, exactly. It just kind of turned into that. Exactly. I don't think either of us were really expecting it to go that way, but it totally just kind of happened. That's no. very sweet. And I just got on Tinder for fun. You know, I was not. <laughs> right. I uh, was curious, or I was bored. I was just bored. <laughs> Fair. Fair. But, but I love online dating in general. It is a really accessible uh, tool for dating. Yeah. Amazing. Um, okay, so what other, like, re obviously there's your blog, and when this episode comes out, we're going to post all of your, like, information and, you know, on our website and on our Instagram and all that stuff, but what, like, kinds of other resources have you come across in your time being a sex educator or, you know, being a learner of sex education um, that kind of speak to all the things that you believe in when it comes to people with disabilities, you know, having access to pleasure and resources and proper sex education and, you know, destigmatizing kind of those, those ideas. Um, well, one resource I have, okay, well, there's this YouTube blog. It's not necessarily sex and disability related, but I do really like telling people about it because, uh, it's called squirming grubs and it's, it, pretty much just like a vlog about this interabled couple. So oh, I've seen this. It's very, very like, it's awesome. Yeah. They're really cool. Yeah. And it's just, you know, one, one person has a disability, the other one doesn't. And it's just, you know, their lives. And I love how it's just normalizing people with disabilities, having partners, honestly. And, uh, they are, H, and they're hilarious, so it's just really cool to watch. Um, but there's also another really great YouTuber called Hannah Witten, and she is a sex educator who talks about sex and disability, so I definitely recommend checking her out as well. Awesome. Incredible. And where do you kind of hope, like, sex education when it comes to teaching folks about sex and disabilities, where do you hope that goes? Like, in your perfect, like, sex ed world like what would that look like what what ages would we be teaching this like what um kind of curriculum or what what kinds of topics would be covered i would love to see all a all ages all ages oh be obviously it would be a D, A, P, mm -hmm. adapted to different age groups. Mm -hmm. um, but I would I'll love to see D, A, T, dating people, dating P, dating pleasure, uh, consent, um, and simply just like adapting different bodies, queer sex, you know, just all, you know, having more of the mm -hmm. rainbow covered, you know, everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, so that, that's where, uh, I hope sex education is leading. Incredible. And do you ever have any like interest? In oh, sorry. Did I cut you off? Oh no. Okay. Um did did and do you have any interest in um like going and physically like teaching young people in schools or do you more so focus on um you know you really like the 18 plus crowd? 
I would L love to get two, but I don't think schools would like me too much as uh, for the time being. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that? Just because it's like a different way of teaching? Uh, yes. You know, it, it's it's just not state-regulated curriculum at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not great what's going on in our current <laughs> U.S. of A. Um, but hopefully people like you and policymakers and, you know, all of your work and other sex educators' work is kind of building towards changing the game in that way, I think. So, again, yeah. thank you so much for all your work. Um, we have one last question, which is just kind of like opening up the floor for anything else that we didn't cover that you want to talk about, anything that you want to make sure to mention um, within this time. Feel free to, you know, share your social um, links and where people can find you and kind of anything else that we didn't we didn't get to. Okay, yeah. Um, well, you can find everything, all my classes, blogs, cool merch on my website. You can find it all on cribbingupsexwitheva.com. I also have a Patreon if you're interested in supporting my work as well. Incredible. Anything else uh, sex and disabilities-wise that you wanted to – maybe, like, if you want to add, like, one one message, I guess, that you want to make sure that folks listening get from – from listening to your ideas about sex and disabilities, what would that be? Don't, don't think we all can not have s have sex because we s you are sure could sure can. <laughs> Thank you so, so much, um, Eva and Cameron, for, for being on today. Yeah, thanks for having us. How do you like our new podcast logo and banner? Andrea Forgotch is the queer, fat, feminist artist behind this incredible artwork. We're absolutely loving the abstract sexual goodness that she brings in all of her beautiful illustrations. So, whenever you need some art that is unapologetically there for you, go visit andreaforgotch.com. That's andrea, F-O-R-G-A-C-S dot com to commission your own piece or download one of her illustrations in the shop. Follow her on Instagram at andreaforgotch. Creating a homemade dildo or a usable copy of your own penis is rapidly turning into the new standard in ultra-custom sex toys, thanks to Clonawilly. Clonawilly has been all about dick since 96 and brings you a DIY penis or vulva molding kit for your favorite sex toy or memento. Whether it be for a birthday, Hanukkah, or just because, Clonawilly is the perfect gift. Use promo code SEXED20 for 20% off your purchase at www.clonawilly.com. Sex Ed with DB is supported by Sweet Vibrations. Based in sunny San Diego, Sweet Vibrations is an adult boutique that delivers innovative lifestyle products and embraces the taboo of sexual wellness instead of hiding it. They have four incredible buzzing beauties that won't break the bank. Check them out at www.sweetvibe.toys. 
and use promo code SEXWITHDB to get 15% off your first purchase. Follow them on Instagram, at Sweet Vibrations. Our creator, co-producer, sound engineer, and host is me, Danielle Bezalel, aka DB. Our co-producer and communications lead is Kathy Cohen. Our main logo and banner graphic were created by Andrea Forgotch. Our music theme is by Hook Sounds. Our ad music is by my stepdad, Bill Gant. Thank you so much to our featured guests, partners, and our listeners. If you're interested in advertising with us, email us at sexedwithdb at gmail.com. For more sex ed content, follow us on Insta at sexedwithdbpodcast. Tune in next time.